0: on guys welcome back to chopping it up i'm your gracious host coop This is a little solo experiment no more nigel in the in the co-host seat just me this time i probably will be going over the the weekend news a lot of crazy shit happened this week a lot of crazy shit happened in, in 2020 overall we're speeding through it nba season's halfway done all-star game just happened fantastic fantastic Uh, Go check out the podcast I did with Nigel. We kind of debated the merits of the All-Star Weekend and how it went down. and There was an interesting discussion in there about the three-point contest that I think holds some merit. Um, So go check that out. Anyone listening, I'm sure, has already listened to that episode because I only have like three concurrent listeners an episode. But we have about five topics this week, five or six. Let's see. We have... Yep, okay, Pop Smoke's death, Man City, UEFA League ban, which I will get into, I'm very angry, and, uh, you know, we'll We'll get into it, we'll save it, because that's gonna take up like 20 minutes, that's gonna take up 20 minutes of our time. Uh, We have Pop Smoke, we have Man City, we have the Astros sign-stealing scandal, and uh, that's about it, maybe I'll, you know, that's, that's a lot less than five, but maybe I'll uh kind of preview the the fights coming up this weekend mainly the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder two bout that should be pretty interesting to watch I'll see if I can catch that I might have to run down to purchase uh to see someone so uh, I'll see if I can check that out might have to attend a party but worse comes to worse I have a phone and I have a lot of illegal streams that I use not saying them and uh that's how I watch the fight curled up in a corner at a party not talking to anyone so it's basically like a regular Friday night or a Saturday night anyway getting into affairs all right we have this astros sign stealing scandal to start now this has been a big thing in the news a lot of my uh friends that watch baseball i know are very very passionate about this very very heated um rob manfred the commissioner of the mlb has made this a hundred percent worse uh in trying to seems like hard deny it well not really even deny it but it seems like defend the Astros for whatever reason, which I don't understand. I think uh, a, a better course of action would be to give them a just and swift punishment. Um, because, you know, if, if other teams see them getting away with with such a bad thing like sign stealing and now that they're saying that they had uh, buzzers under their jerseys, apparently, that, that were tipping them to pitches, I mean, that changes the tide of a game immensely. That's a form of cheating. And I think that should be kind of taken into consideration when you when you think about how the way a baseball game gets played you know now I'm not saying you take the championship away because the Dodgers were not hitting well I watched that series I I think even without the sign scaling scandal, the Astros probably would have taken that series no doubt I mean their pitching was on fire and plus you know their pitching there was no there was no cheating in that area Uh, they had a great rotation last year uh, to name a few, obviously Garrett Cole's on the Yankees now. Justin Verlander, I believe, is still an Astro- in the Astros. Uh, I haven't been up to date with my off-season baseball. I usually just follow the Mets and the Yankees. But that also has some influence on my New York Mets, so we'll, we'll get into that too. But I think what you need to do is you need to give them some sort of a swift and just punishment. <sighs> Perhaps... <sighs> you, know, I, I, you see, I don't, I don't know the archetype of baseball enough to know what you can do to punish them. I don't know if you could take away... Well, you know what what happened with Man City is that they're being fined $30 million and they're they're banned for two years, but you can't just ban an entire team from the game of baseball. At least I, I don't think you can because there's owners. Um, but perhaps you, you find them a certain amount of money. Um, you can't revoke the series. The series still goes to them. I'm okay with them keeping that series because now it's kind of like there's a connotation over that series. There's a connotation. There's like a little black cloud over that where... Everyone, like I was saying with Nigel the other day, you know, people always like to look at records when it comes to sports. People always like to look at the past, and they like to measure up different dynasties' success, and obviously the Astros right now are a dynasty. Cheating or not, these guys are—they've been at the the forefront of baseball since about 2016, I believe. So— cheating scandal I think kind of hangs over their dynasty when you talk about their years on the top so that'd be 2016 to around I think 2019 right that that's going to hang over that that's going to hang you know, see, oh oh they they you were know, they were very dominant from 2016 to 2019 oh but there was that whole sign ceiling scandal there was the whole jersey buzzer scandal that we need to take into consideration when considering them against a team like the Derek Jeter Yankees, right? Because those are, you know, pretty popular conversations that have uh, gone on in the past about different dynasties and you know who would measure up to who and in what years, and you know, is the game changed all that much? You see the same thing with Jordan and LeBron. I think you let them keep the title, you give them another swift just punishment like taking away a lot of their money giving them a hefty hefty fine a slap on the wrist because right now Rob Manfred I mean apart from calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal which is by far one of the stupidest things I think I've ever heard the most stupid excuse me he really hasn't done anything he really hasn't done anything yet to where you could say that the teams felt remorseful for the for the scandal that they that they did because it's kind of just like I watched their their apologies and their reactions to it and none of it seems really sincere Like I, I, it's like when, when, a, when a man cheats on his woman right mm. a man cheats on his woman and she catches him and the man says I'm sorry that I cheated on you you could tell if he's really remorseful because some men are and then you could tell the other men are just sorry that they got caught and I think these astros are sorry they got caught I think if nobody had said anything Nobody had found them. They probably would have done it again. So I think there just needs to be now something in place to where other teams won't be motivated to do that. Um, and, and that's that. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I, I didn't like the Astros when they were when I didn't know that they were cheating, and I sure as shit don't like them now. I think uh, the league this year is really going to be a test to see if they are that team, if they can win without cheating. I think they'll still definitely be dominant. There's no question about that. Their rotation is still pretty nasty. They still got all-stars at every position, uh, save a few that went off in uh, free agency. So I think there's still going to be a problem. However, I don't think that with teams like the Yankees getting so many offseason acquisitions, same with the Dodgers, I mean, Mookie bets to the Dodgers, um, I, I, th- I think it's going to be a lot more tough for them, and I think this year is going to be kind of a proving year. Uh, a proving year for them in, in that it's, it's going to be like, all right, it's time to put up or shut up, you know? Show us what you're about. Show us what you can do without cheating. Show us what you can do fairly. So that's that's my take on that. We can move on to now. Really sad. Really sad Pop Smoke's death. Um, when was this? This was sometime over the week that I heard about it. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had a cough. I'm recovering. Um, <clears throat> I never really listened to him much. Uh, I got the news early either Tuesday or Wednesday, or was it yesterday? It might have been yesterday, actually, early, um, that he died. He got shot in the chest, I believe. I only listened to a lot of his breakout stuff, like, obviously, uh, Welcome to the Party in Dior, you know, and and, and he was a talented artist. Um, You know, everyone kind of associated him with that, like, Brooklyn Drill type stuff, where people would take beats from the UK, what's known as UK drill, which I actually listen to a lot. I know a lot of people shit on it, but I, I quite like it. I think it's dependent on the artist that you listen to, but nevertheless, in the NYC area, there are a lot of artists copying that style and rapping over it. And if I'm being honest, I think Pop Smoke did it the best. Uh, seconded by Fivio Foreign, and then uh, probably 22 G's. I think that's how you say his name. 22 G's. I don't know. He's he went on Pop's or not not Pop Smoke. He went on a Hot 97 Flex and he said his name was like 22Gs, but I've always been calling him 22Gs because that sounds a little cooler, so we're just going to roll with that, um, but yeah, no, uh, apparently a well-known Instagram model that he was in relations with gave out his address to known crit members in the area, and uh, they came through, uh, I guess, in with the express intent of robbing him. I don't think they ever meant to kill him, um, and and he just happened to be there at the wrong place and wrong time, and and he was shot dead. It's 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 terrible. It's terrible. It really is because it, it feels like this year and even late last year has been marred with death. Obviously, goes without saying. Kobe uh, earlier this year. Pop Smoke now. Uh, the coronavirus. Uh, the the doctor that whistle blew for said virus and uh, was shunned by the Chinese government uh, is now dead as well. And and now uh, you know Juice World in the late. 2018 which i mean you really just you really hate to see it with all this death and it, it seems like well obviously save kobe and corona a lot of it is 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 human caused i mean juice world overdosed uh I, I don't know if he had problems with that or not but that's a self-made thing like there's just it seems like there's a lot of corruption I don't, I don't something something up with this year something doesn't feel right something something feels weird. I was thinking about that cuz I was making notes for this. It's it's almost like there's like this cloud of irregularity around this uh, around this around this year, or at least the start of the year where it's like nothing feels permanent. Like anything could go at any time. Cuz personally for me, like I was running when I found out Kobe died. And Kobe is a guy that I always looked up to for his work ethic. I always tried to model my work ethic around him and you never think a guy like kobe's going to go out like that you know you never think that that he would just disappear so quickly and so so quickly and just so in a blaze of of just quick i, I don't know i don't even know how to explain it he died in a helicopter crash it's it's like out of all the ways i thought kobe was going to go out i thought he would die of old age it's hard to explain how I feel about it, but I'll try to put it into words. I just didn't th- see a guy like Kobe going out that young. He was only 41, and he had a daughter with him on the airplane, which was supposed to she was supposed to carry on his legacy. It was just all very sudden. Same thing with Pop Smoke. Now, again, I didn't listen to Pop Smoke, so I understand why a lot of people are sad. It didn't hit me that adversely. I know a lot to a lot of people, uh, Kobe is their pop smoke or, or like, you know, vice versa. Like what Kobe was to me, pop smoke was to a lot of people. So I can understand, uh, the outrage uh, and especially when it's at the hands of two other people. I mean, I read an Instagram, um, uh, an Instagram post that was pretty interesting to me that said, you know, uh, jealousy really has the power to undo lives and, you know, people downplay jealousy nowadays, I feel like, as just a human emotion or just someone that, or something that someone does when, you know, they don't have it and I have it. Oh, so they're just jealous of me, which is true. But you also kind of see through stuff like this and 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 stuff through, like, through the juice Juice world's death, where human emotions have a big, big part in the way you live your life and the way you can, and your life can end, because I, I don't know the details around juice world's death exactly but i'd assume that part of the reason he was using drugs and i I listened to his music quite a bit is that he wasn't happy with the way his life was going he had found fame but he wasn't truly happy and I, i just i the the importance of mental health cannot be understated especially for people that go through depression believe me when i tell you when you have a bad day and you you suffer from depression that is your day that is your day there's no there's no getting out of that mood there's no getting out of that funk you have to have help from around you and 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 people today man i, I don't know if they know how to help you know it's 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 always on the attack and it's always measuring up to what other people have versus what you have and that's healthy to some extent when you When you're working and you want to see what other people are doing that you could be doing better but it turns into this kind of hateful you know spiteful just need to be better than the next man which is really just permeates our culture and I just I hate it man because it's like why can't we all just enjoy what other people do and and if someone's got it good then someone's got it good I mean that's just the way it is and you should look up to that person to be like listen if that person could do it, so can I. Anyone can do anything. I mean, that's the way I look at things. I, I would bring up my role models, True Jordy and Joe Rogan, to bring up two examples. Um, I, I look at those two gentlemen, and I want to do podcasting, and I want to do radio. And I look to those two guys, and it's like, man, like, oh. Like, that's what that's what the pinnacle of podcasting looks like. And I want to break through that, and I want to shatter that glass. I'm not sitting here looking at True Jordy like, man, fuck True Jordy. You know, I like he's like a bitch you know, like I'm not looking at him like that I'm looking at him like man like what can I do that's better than that guy and, and what can I learn from that guy if I ever met True Jordy or Joe Rogan on the street I wouldn't even ask for an autograph the first thing I'd ask was hey I'm an up and coming podcaster I want to be a radio personality is there any tips you can give me because I'm a very self aware guy I know what my my strong suits and my weaknesses are and I look to others to help better myself and this is gonna sound this, this entire thing is probably sounding like me just praising myself. but I'm telling you, there's a culture of player hating. <laughs> and that sounds funny to say, but it's true. Nobody wants to see their, their their fellow man succeed except a few people, and it's all about the mindset. True, true competitors and true people that reach the top of their fields are some of the most humble people I've ever seen. It's only when they reach that higher echelon and that that tip top of their field where they feel like they don't need to learn anything anymore and that's when they become egotistical dicks because you know what, that's when if you lose if you lose your drive and you lose the ability to compare yourself to others, I truly believe that's when you have an ego. Now ego can be bred out of confidence but where do you think confidence comes from and what do you think confidence has in terms of an effect on a person? If you're very confident, you're not thinking, hey, I can learn from others. You're most likely thinking, hey, others can learn from me. And maybe that's true. You know, maybe someone that's not as good at me as, as working out would come to me for advice. And that's a great feeling. Like, I love giving people workout tips. It, it brightens my day that someone looks at me like that and says, wow, like, I can be someone's fitness uh, Joe Rogan to some extent. Not saying that I'm like the the tippy top. But when someone looks to me like that, it's a great feeling. But in the back of my head, I also say, listen, you're not going to degrade. You're just here to help. You know, I, I think I think it, I, in, in closing about this whole pop smoke thing, I think. <coughs> Got him. I'm, I'm coughing a bunch here. Uh, in closing about the pop smoke thing, I think it's just more about uh, people's uh, intentions and people's uh, psychological. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, psychological makeup and and how they view others and how they view other success and whether or not they use that as fuel or fire. Um, and It's just a shame that, that people that don't really have a lot going on, like crit members or the crit members that went in and shot him, feel that they need to take from someone who's made it out. You know, like Pop Smoke's dream was always to make it out of the hood and then go to L.A. And he did that. And now he's gone because someone was so selfish. Someone was so selfish that they couldn't look at him and say, "Hey, I can do that. Hey, let me let me hop in the. If you want to rap, let me hop in the studio. Let me go work on my craft." No, I'm gonna go rob the better man, and and I'm gonna rob him for what he has because oh, that's just the easy way to do it. And you know he he's a bitch anyway because he has he has better things than I have, and he doesn't deserve it. Anyone that has a large amount of success in this world. I'll let you in on a little secret. It might not seem like it, but they deserve it because they've worked some point in your life in their life, excuse me. Nobody gets to the upper echelon of society, nobody becomes a creator, nobody comes becomes a podcaster, a great podcaster, I averaging 1. you know, 5 whatever million views because they just have talent. Talent can bring you a, fa- a long way, but at the end of the day it's hard work hard work beats out on talent every single day of the week seven days a week if you work hard you can outwork anyone if you work hard you can make your dreams a reality that's what I've that's what I've realized in small little doses so that's why I'm always going to be in the in the booth here working towards my dream and I'm sure shit not gonna go rob Joe Rogan or or cuss out Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan has uh, a better situation than I do at the moment or or even you know we could talk about it on, on like school campuses, like I never agreed with the sentiment and i I used to no it's not true i i didn't, I didn't never agree with the sentiment, but I used to think that popular kids had it all, and I was resentful for them uh of them for that but now I see they were popular because simply because they didn't they, they didn't they didn't choose to be popular, you know they had upstanding moral characteristics that made people gravitate to them and I didn't quite have those things. So I started working on myself. So what I'm trying to get at is there's two different mindframes you can have about everything. You can have the loser, I'm going to take from those that uh, you know are in a better situation for me and I'm going to leech off of people that are successful and you know I can leech off of them because I deserve it more than they do uh, and I don't need to put in any work. Or you can look at the successful people around you. You could try to take in their successful traits, model yourself a little bit after them, and you can get to work and you can have what they have. And, and then you, I, I guarantee it's got to be the, the best feeling to be able to provide for people too. Like I would want to provide for people instead of take. If you're getting to the, you know, the tax bracket where you can start to provide for your family, you could buy your mother, your father a house, yourself a car, a nice watch, your friends things. Like I would love that. But some people just... Some people aren't wired like that, I guess. And that's why people like Pop Smoke die. Because people, because there's jealousy. And nobody's happy with what they got. And, and some people uh, go the extra mile to make sure nobody can be happy. Because they're not happy. So, that's my closing thought on that. We can do the Man City ban from UEFA, UEFA League uh, two years and find 30 million for breaking the financial fair play policy uh, put forth by UEFA for themselves. Uh, I, I realized that was a rant. That was a very long rant, but it's okay because it took up a lot of my airtime. And this is actually my first time rambling on Mike alone, and it, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought I'd have trouble talking just by myself for 20 minutes. I'm thinking I'm going to hit uh, – I uh, I might shoot for 45, maybe 30. We'll have to see how long these uh these little tidbits of news take me. Um, but you know, it, it's it's going well. I think it's going all right. I'll see when I edit this later. Um, I think I'm gonna call Chopping Up with Coop. Chopping it up with Coop, excuse me. That might be the name of the show. I obviously am still gonna be doing uh the stuff with Nigel. The spreading the floor and the other unnamed uh to be podcast where me and Nigel kinda just talk casual. It's all practice really. It's all practice for my uh, my dream field, my dream job, which I'm working towards, which goes back into what I was just saying. Anywho, <coughs> pardon the coughs. All right. Man City banned from UEFA League for two years by breaking the financial fair play rules of UEFA by deliberately overstating their sponsorship revenue and in something called break-even information between 2016 and 2017. They will still... Be participating in this year's UEFA tournament against Real Madrid on the February twenty the twenty sixth of February. Excuse me. And um, however, you know in the next two years uh, they're not going to be in the tournament. So, you guys came here for a Man City fans' honest take on this. I am extremely disappointed in the club that I fell in love with uh, four or five years ago. So when I fell in love with the club, we were underdogs, big time. That was back when Man United was really good, and we were the uh, less dominant Manchester scene, uh, Manchester team in the in the general area, and we were kind of just uh, we, we I think that's yeah I came in when we were escaping relegation a lot, when we were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when it came to the Premier League, and 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 then all of a sudden uh, we got bought out by Arab millionaires who had a lot of oil money, and uh, they started spending un- ungodly amounts of money on uh, players for our team. We uh, got Pep Guardolia on board, and uh, we've been pretty dominant since then. I believe we won the league last year. I could be wrong. I have to check that. But, you know, obviously, in that time frame from 2016 and 2017, we, I guess, overstated how much ad revenue we were getting. So, basically, how it works is – I did, this, uh, did the research on this one. So, essentially, how it works is – UEFA, before 2016,17, uh, realized that teams were operating in their tournament in debt. So it takes away when you go into a tournament like UEFA, it takes away uh, money, other resources like time. Um, obviously also players get injured, players can get tired, they need rest before matches. So to financially compensate or compensate in general, the teams that kind of um, participated in the tournament, UEFA would check each team's ad revenue or how much they received from uh, ads around the stadium on their jerseys, how much that ad would give them, and they would reimburse them a certain amount based off of how much they were bringing in. So basically, what Manchester City did was they took their ad revenue and added a couple of zeros to it on the sheet and sent it into UEFA. So UEFA granted them a, a bigger sum of money. Uh, for participating in the tournament, and uh, that's where, in lie, we are today. Uh, We've been fined $30 as I said before. We're not allowed in the tournament. Um, The next two years, we're still participating in this year's tournament, but we'll probably lose to Liverpool or something because that's just how it goes. Uh, In the league, we're second or third right now, so not the worst year in the world to be a Man City fan up until now, Um, and I kind of understand what's it like uh, to be a, a, a Dynasty fan when something bad happens. Obviously, I'll go back to the Patriots to Uh I was sitting there when I watched that. I've always been a Giants fan my entire life. Uh, I thought there was no way that that could happen to a team that I supported. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong because that happened. Pretty much that exact thing happened to me. Um, not exactly, but a big scandal. Rivaling, rival... Uh, Rivalry—I uh, don't know—I—I uh, <laughs> I, I flub a lot on there. Uh, something I'm working on, but um, it's kind of—you know—I draw parallels to uh, the Astros uh, stealing uh, sign-stealing scandal, actually, because it's around the same time um, they were using an illegal, unfair advantage to win, and and now they're being punished. And obviously, Man City, uh, like I said. I think that the Astros should receive the same punishment. I'm not saying that Man City didn't do it, and I'm not saying that they're innocent, and I'm not saying they should be left off the hook. What I'm saying is the Astros should be given the same punishment. I'm, I'm just, I didn't like really pep Gardolia to begin with after he said that, you know, once we were, I think it was like 17 points back from Liverpool, or no, 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 not 17, excuse me, seven. When we were seven points back from Liverpool, he said, been the league. Like that really off put me. Because it was kind of like, well, we're still, we still have a shot at this. Uh, you know, our, at that point, our goalkeeper, our head goalkeeper, Edison Bra- uh, uh excuse me, um, Ederson, yeah. Edison was out, so we had to put in Claudio Bravo. Claudio Bravo sucks in, uh, in net. I don't know why we'd still have him, even as a backup. We could get literally everyone, anyone else, and they would be a better uh, backup goalkeeper. In fact, Kyle Walker, I think, got subbed in a goalkeeper and did a better job than Claudio Bravo. So. We had a bad stretch of time. I think a lot of our players were out or injured. And uh, was it Kyle Walker at that point had received a red card and was out of match? Either way, I watched us get torn apart by Wolves. I watched us get torn apart by different teams. And I'm sitting there, and Pep Guardiola goes, yeah, you know what, matter of fact, let's just take the, you know, we'll give Liverpool the league this year. Um, We're just going to focus on the, the UEFA Champions League, funnily enough, now. That's the only thing they're focused on. Um, but to me, it was kind of like, well, we're only seven points back. Like, slow your roll there, Pep. We're only seven points back. We don't need to, to bend the league just yet. We still have a shot to get back in there. And even if we don't have the league, even if we're 25 points back, we need to play for pedigree. I don't care. If you're 30, I'm just going to keep increasing the point differential now. I don't care if you're 35 points back. And you play a team like Liverpool, you need to do your absolute best to win that match because that's bragging rights. Because Liverpool is the up-and-coming team. They were built up fairly. They didn't get Arab oil money. All right, Klopp's been doing it the right way for several years now, and he's got himself a mega team. He didn't have to spend much money on them. He bought them out. You know, only two players, I believe. Uh, the goalkeeper, um, I forget his Allison. He spent a good amount of money on it, I believe, Mo Salah, but I could be wrong. But, he, you know, he went bargain bin hunting for his entire team. And and now they're up and coming. And Man City's playing second. And, and I want you to go balls to the wall or tell your players to go balls to the wall every time you play Liverpool. Every time you play a team like Chelsea, every time you play, play a team like Manchester United, even if Man United isn't good, I want a 6-0 victory against Man United. Because it's the principle. It's the principle of a fighting team. Because I feel like, in a way, we've kind of lost the identity that Manchester City used to have when we were underdogs and we were escaping relegation every other Tuesday, where it's like, we're a scrappy team. I bring back to when Aguero won the winning goal, I believe, to, to win the, um, to win the Premier League. Like Agüero, Agüero sealed that. That was a hard-fought victory, based off of, of course, if Wayne Rooney uh, and 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 whoever he was playing with at the time made a goal. But what I'm trying to say is, we've lost that identity of of that down and you know down and dirty, rough and tough fighting team that I loved to watch. Uh, you know, four or five years ago, that I came into, that I was brought into, and, and now we're kind of just like this soulless entity that gets a lot of money and gets daddy's expensive toys and we have to cheat to win. Like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right to be a fan of them right now. Obviously, I'm never going to switch up on Man City. I had a few uh, moments where I wanted to switch over to Albion and Hove or or like the Wolves, but I I realize now that, you know, Pep, I think he said he's going to stay with the team, but until then, I mean, this is going to hang over our heads uh, for, you know, for probably the next couple of years. And it's really sad. It's like I feel ashamed to be a Manchester City fan right now. Especially because even before this whole scandal thing happened, I was still catching flack. Like you were, people were still catching flack if you were a Manchester City fan. Nobody was letting you off the hook. The through line before this was that we were a team with a lot of Arab oil money and, and, and that we, we didn't win the team. We, you know, we, didn't, we, didn't leave, we didn't win the league fairly enough. So that was the through line. That was the, the whole narrative, is that we were just a, just a, a big money team and we didn't have any uh, soul like we used to, which I kind of agree with, uh, and, and this only perpetuates that stereotype now. Now, I talked to Jerry, my local Dynasty fan. He is, of course, a New England sports fan, so he gave me some valuable tips. Uh, he said, and I'll bring up the text messages now, um, he said to deny with everything you possibly can with all of your being, deny it, say that we're going to win the league next year. Well, I'm going to bring up the, hold on one sec. Cause this is pretty funny. He brought him up. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Yeah. Cause he was on the train and we were like talking back and forth and I was like, yeah, like it's tough. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I I can't really hang in there. And he was making jokes about the Manchester city Astros. Um, And he he goes, hang in there. Say there's no proof. That's always the best way to fight back. No proof, hate us because they ain't us. Well, we'll just win the league instead next year. That type of stuff. So very insightful words from my buddy Jerry. Um, obviously he's been through Deflate Gate. I was talking about that earlier. And uh yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a tough time to be a Man City fan. I'm gonna be getting a lot of ridicule, especially from my sports buddies. I hang out around with a lot of guys that are big into sports, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough walking around now. Um I do have a jersey. I might rep it, you know, just to just to piss a few people off and, and show my allegiance to my my home team. I just can't believe it, man. It's 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 really it's really not what I needed right now. Not what not what I needed. Not what any Man City fan, uh, fan needed right now, because we already lost the league to Liverpool. Because now we're something insane, like nineteen points back. We're playing second to in in the league, and we're losing to teams like the Wolves, which are which are good, but they're not on paper as good as Man City. I do I still believe that Man City on paper is the best team in the league. Um, Liverpool has a good bid uh, to to overtake that spot, but I think Man City takes it by a few uh, a few steps. Um, but you know, if you're losing to teams like the Wolves and and you're falling apart, and people are getting red, I mean, like, and then this happens, and we're not allowed in the UEFA Champions League for the next two years. A tournament which famously we've failed to uh capitalize on in last in past years and I don't think we've have we ever won it I don't think we've ever won it so that puts a big dent in that campaign um I'm surprised Gardolia didn't jump ship i was very uh actually kind of happy when he when i got the ESPN notification that he wouldn't be uh leaving the club as a uh, you know too soon so uh, there's there's upsides and there's downsides to it uh you know i'm I'm gonna stick by my team though. It's just it's it's sad to see that we've kind of, you know, and this is coming from a Man City fan, we've lost our identity a little bit. Um but, you know, everyone loves a good redemption story, so maybe we'll get some new management uh and maybe we could be those underdogs again that build back up and 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 win the league fairly. Who knows? But all I know is that super team's not going anywhere soon, so. <laughs> We'll probably still be in running for the league. uh, So all my Liverpool fans can uh, bite me. Um, And that includes you, Jerry. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to probably end this one off now. This has been about 30 minutes. Um, This is just a test demo episode. If you guys hear this, it means I liked it. If you don't, obviously, then, Cooperman, you're going to be editing this and uh, say hi to my future self. So Uh, I will see you guys next time if I ever do this again. Uh, It was fun. I have some stuff to improve, some stuff to work on. Uh, My flow was okay. Um, I gotta stop saying um so much when I don't know what to say and I'll uh, try to chop this up and I'll see you guys next time Peace